The Adam Crowley Show. Love you, 970 ESPN. It's Adam Crowley, I think it is. He's a good guy. He really is. He's a good host. I enjoy being, you know, and now we're talking about a weekly spot on the show. And I'm just telling Adam, I better be picked. Freebies are up. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. There are really two things that need to be discussed. The Penguins losing to the Washington Capitals last night and trailing in a series against these guys for the first time in three years after game one. And that little assault thing that happened. I'm going to choose to spend the entire first segment talking about the assault and we'll spend most of the rest of the show talking about hockey. How's that sound for a deal? You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. It is no surprise that this all went down. I called it on the show yesterday. I said, if nothing happens to Tom Wilson, if he is not suspended, he will strike again. He struck again. George Peros runs the Department of Player Safety. That department has blood, literally, on its hands. George Peros, was he a good NHL player? Anybody? Anybody? He's a goon! It's like asking Kim Jong-un to lead the Defense Department. Following the Dumoulin hit, he said there was movement. Dumoulin moved his head into the shoulder of Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson wasn't penalized on the ice, which was a joke. Then the Department of Player Safety, the goon squad, showed loyalty to the on-ice officials and stood by their ridiculous decision. Prisons don't employ the inmates to run the asylums. It's not a tactic that they use to get these guys better. Oh, you know what? Tommy hasn't shivved anyone in a week. Let's let him run the place for a while. They make prisoners break rocks with pickaxes and make license plates. George Peros was a predator, so he's going to give the benefit of the doubt to predators. He hit dudes up high all the time. He'd also be a guy to step in if you hit guys up high. He wasn't a star, not even close. Peros, not once in his career, made a million dollars in a single season. He's just a guy who's going to have sympathy for the other muckers and grinders and dirty players in the league. Because of the atrocious ruling to do nothing to Tom Wilson for his Game 2 antics, Zach Aston Reese has a broken jaw. Zach Aston Reese has a concussion. Zach Aston Reese now looks like producer Joe. I said yesterday on the show that because Wilson faced zero discipline, it was going to happen again this series. And guess what? It happened again in Game number 3, the next game. Tom Thug Life Wilson hits ZAR in the jaw with his shoulder, It was the principal point of contact. He was in the midst of leaving his feet. He landed on the bench. So many Caps fans hopped into my mentions yesterday and said, it wasn't a charge. He was not leaving his feet. Then why the hell did he land a good four feet off the freaking ice? Whether it was a charge or not is probably in the eye of the beholder. I hate the guy. I think he's hockey scum, so I don't give him benefit of the doubt. Either way, Reese's jaw was broken because the jaw was the point of initial contact. This did affect the game greatly 
What happened next? Oh, no penalty. And then Wilson laughed on the bench. That's the behavior of a sociopath. I bet you if you go back through the life of Tom Wilson, you'll probably find bones of kittens and bunnies in his closet. Forget whether or not the hit was illegal, just for a second. Forget whether the hit on Sunday was illegal, just for a second. We've got a player running around with no respect for his fellow player. The laugh tells you everything you need to know. He's like Matt Cook, who was a piece of bleep. He's like Rafi Torres, who was a piece of bleep. He's like Brad Marchand, who continues to be a piece of bleep. He does not care about the health or the safety of his fellow union members. And he displays that carelessness on a regular basis. That, at the very least, should be a reason to suspend him. The guy's got no respect for the players around him. I can't believe players on his own team even like him. I'm surprised he hasn't gone all Radko Gudis on Alexander Ovechkin in practice. Nobody grows up wanting to be that guy. They don't. Nobody goes to games wanting to see that guy. They don't. Nobody ever in their life paid a hockey game other than George Peros' mom to watch George Peros play, and no one other than Tom Wilson's mom is going to watch that scum play hockey. Back to yesterday. It was illegal. It was clear as day. And he was on the ice in the first place because of George Peros' preferential treatment. The league says it cares about headshots, and they just bleep and don't. The best player in the world was lost for a year and a half because of a headshot. You'd think they'd care. They don't. He got mauled last year, and nothing happened. He got cross-checked in the neck by Mark Stahl a few years ago, and nothing happened. If Crosby doesn't get protected, neither is Joe Rokicki lookalike Zach Aston Reese. I hope the league gets what it deserves one day, and I hope they get the shiz suit out of them. At least the NFL's being proactive, although kind of reactive, because they did get sued. The NHL still thinks it's the 1980s. I hate to ruin the end of the movie for you, NHL, but repeated head trauma causes CTE. Concussions, don't know if you know this, affect the quality of life. Brain damage is a real thing. Beyond the very real possibility of Zach Aston Reese forgetting his grandchildren's name one day, it also cost the Penguins significantly. They should have been on the power play following the hit. It should have been a match penalty. That jackass should have been on the bench or out of the game for the entire game. And then the Penguins would have had a chance to extend the lead to two and break the will of the Capitals. Instead, Wilson laughs, yucking it up. The refs have a cup of coffee, which took 45 freaking minutes. And then after that, it's 2-2. The referees get together to what? Tug on each other's Johnsons? The hell are they doing? If you're going to talk about it, do something. But instead, Wilson chuckles, and it's 2-2. Now, to be clear, the Penguins still ha- could have not given up the goal. But I'd like to see things called correctly on the damn ice. Far too often, the NHL is trying to make up for bad things that they did on the ice. They're trying to make up for the calls of the referee. So the officials did have a direct impact on the game at that point. And then, here's a kicker. The guy who should have been suspended, and then the guy who should have been tossed out on a match penalty, had a direct result at the end of the game. Now, Olimata made a stupid play. It was a bad pinch, and he threw a pass blind into the slot. Hashtag no-no, Oli. Not supposed to do that. Dumb. Know the time, know the score. But as he tries to get back into the play... 
Tom Wilson trips him, sticks his skate into his skate. That's a slew foot. That's a penalty every freaking time if you're paying attention. There shouldn't have been an odd man break. And the Penguins should have been going on the power play at the end of the game. What bothers me is some in the local media and the national media are saying, oh, Olimata wouldn't have got back on the play. It was a terrible decision by him. So who cares if they didn't call a penalty? Well, I do. Because just like the goaltender interference call that wasn't called in game number two, if it's a penalty, then the resulting play is not going to happen. If they call the penalty on Connolly, then Matt Murray's not giving up a goal. If they call the penalty on Tom Wilson, then the Penguins are going on the power play. And Alex Ovechkin's not batting a puck out of midair. Just because Ole was dumb doesn't mean that Tom Wilson wasn't equally as dumb. That call would have been poetic justice. Instead, it's like the Joker killing Batman at the end of a movie. It's not right. But I can't understand the refs not blowing the whistle there. It's not like they should be focusing on Tom Wilson. That's like TSA seeing that a dude's on the no-fly list and saying, you know what, go ahead, hop aboard. We'll put you right next to the cockpit. Real talk, I just wanted to say cockpit. Two referees, two linesmen, and they don't see it. That's absurd. It's the same thing with the hit. And they talked about it while they touched each other for 10 minutes. I rarely bitch about officiating. You can win games around poor officials. Great teams do. You can make up for it over the course of a game. But the Department of Player Safety has ZAR blood on its hands. And the Penguins are down 2-1 to one in the series in large part due to the way it's been officiated. I do like what Mike Sullivan said. Quote, we have to stay focused. We lose to a guy. Broken jaw. It's going to require surgery. And he's got a concussion because of another high hit to the head. So at some point, we'd hope that the league might do something. End quote. Mike Sullivan saying that immediately after the game leads directly to Tom Wilson getting the hearing, and hopefully at some point we'll find out that Tom Wilson's been suspended. If he's mum the way he is about all kinds of other injuries, guess what? Nothing today for Tom Wilson. When Carl Hagelin got hurt, it was an upper body injury. When anybody else gets hurt, it's an upper body injury. When they're trying to get a player suspended, deservingly so, it's a concussion and a broken jaw. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. How hard is it to make a call on the guy that everyone should be watching? I, I just can't fathom how they don't call the trip at the end of the game. This is cathartic for me, FYI. I've been stewing since 10 o'clock last night. I've been texting everyone and talking to everyone who will listen and saying that this is the most angry that I've been after a hockey game in a long-ass time. How do they not make that call? If Osama Bin Laden walks into an airport, I think they'd arrest him. They probably wouldn't let Pablo Escobar over the border. You're going to keep an eye on the guy who buys two samurai swords, some duct tape, and rope at the local Dick Sporting Goods. Meanwhile, Tom Wilson breaks skulls for a living. He's very good at it, while referees and linesmen are looking the other way. They do a better job looking the other way than Al Pacino did playing Joe Paterno in that movie. Why in the world does it seem like he gets protected? Under no circumstances should he get the benefit of the doubt. 
Rafi Torres didn't. Matt Cook didn't. Brad Morshan doesn't. Neither does Nazem Kadri. Yet here we are. The NHL and the Department of Player Safety do a better job of looking away than Al Pacino in the movie Paterno. Will Graves of the Associated Press will join me coming up in about eight minutes here on the Crowley Show. The Caps are just evil and the Penguins are not. And that sounds inherently biased and not objective at all, but I like hockey. As much as I do like the Penguins, and I do, I'm a huge Penguins fan, I love the game of hockey more. Love hockey. I want to see the NHL thrive. I want to see this league continue down the path of skill. The league is changing. General managers are trying to build their teams around speed. That's why I watch hockey, to see talented players do the things that I can't do. Physicality in hockey is beautiful if it's clean. The greatest thing about the sport is the contrast between the first and the fourth lines, the grinders and the stars, but there is a line. I love watching Crosby and Malkin and McDavid and Line and Matthews and Kane and Kucherov and Pasternak. Those guys are awesome. That's what the league should be selling. There's so much high-end talent right now, the most in the league in a long-ass time. There are some great vets, some fabulous young stars. The league should be thriving. And yet, instead of talking about the great plays of Ovechkin and Crosby, we talk about Tom Wilson. As Rossi said yesterday, this league doesn't get embarrassed. They're long past that point. But I can be embarrassed for it. They've got a product that I think a lot of people in North America would love. They've got four great series going on right now. Winnipeg and Nashville is sublime. Pittsburgh and Washington has the league's two most recognizable stars. But it's the ugly stepchild that's being given the preferential treatment. Well, the whole league is seemingly following the Penguins' uh, lead to pack entertainment and finesse into hockey, as opposed to grit and grime, the Capitals still do the schoolyard bull bleep. They're behind the times. They've got Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Oshie, and Backstrom. They're a skilled team. They should be entertaining to watch. They should be moving into the renaissance with the rest of the league. Instead, Tom Wilson's holding them back, kicking and screaming. Make no mistake about it, they're the villains in this series, whether you're a Pittsburgh fan or not. Niskanen's a good player, but he's throwing knees now. Brooks Orpik's a good dude, but he broke Ole two years ago. Ovechkin's a skilled player, the best goal scorer of our generation, and he still takes runs all the time, asks Sergei Gonchar. TJ Oshie's just a prick, and Tom Wilson isn't a hockey player. He's a serial killer on skates. If you like the purest form of hockey, and you like to be entertained, you know that the Penguins are the good guys here. If you're down with the dirty... And you're all right with the game being in the Stone Age? Well, you're probably just a Capitals fan. 412-922-2874. Kevin, first up on the show. Hello, man. Oh, excellent opening monologue. I mean, that, that that's just uh, 10 out of 10. Unbelievable. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, really. I mean, yeah, let's just not even focus on, on, on the play. Let's just focus on the refs and how horrible they've been during this series. And obviously... Uh, Wilson. Wilson shouldn't have even been playing last night. And if you look at the YouTube videos of this guy, he is a CTE aficionado. He, he, he's a headhunter like I've never seen. Absolutely. Uh, I know he's tall, but he, he purposely goes for the head on almost every one of his. Well, think about this, and you're breaking up, Kevin, so we're going to let you go. Thanks for the kind words. Dan Carcillo, who is a POS, he is a douchebag. He was a headhunter in this league for a long time. Even he says that Tom Wilson's scum. And 
he was really salient in making the point that Wilson's legs coming up and the way that he's positioning his skate is to lift himself through the hit. Wilson's six foot four. Do you really think he needs to lift himself through a hit? No! He's aiming for the head. Whether he glances off the shoulder or not, he's aiming for the head. We'll get into this a little bit more coming up at 440. I'll tell you why Ryan Reeves ain't the answer. Coming up next, Will Graves of the Associated Press. It's a Crowley Show. Again. Did not. That was Kellen. Coming up in about 17 minutes, we're going to try to call the NHL Department of Player Safety. There is a number listed. I'm sure I won't use any profanity. Joining us now to discuss the travesty that was last night's hockey game in multiple respects is Will Graves from the Associated Press. Will, why have you never showed me your ass? Yeah, you never asked. Next time I see you in person, whip that baby out. I'm kind of a miss six o'clock, straight up, straight down, no frills, no thrills, but, you know, I got a little something going on. My butt has a beard. Is that a problem? Uh, I had a girlfriend like that once, so not really. Where it looks like there's a 1980s ABA basketball player shoved up her butt backwards? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Hey, Will. What was the most egregious thing that's happened over these last couple of games, in your opinion? I think the Dumoulin hit was way worse. Uh, I mean, they're, look, they're, 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 look, I'm going to stress something here. Uh, my problem with this isn't that a Penguins player was hit and that a Capitals player delivered it. My power problem is the NHL's incessant inability to get out of its own way to effectively police its players, and then on top of it to have, I mean, look, have the best player in the world somehow, who was, whose career has been was almost derailed by head injuries, when asked today, do you think you should be more vocal about Tunnel League to get it back together, said, said no. How does Gary Bettman do this? I bet you Adam Silver and Roger Goodell sit around and go, man, how did Gary get that to happen? How did Gary get his players to fall in line no matter what? kind of danger they get them they find themselves thrown into that is insane yeah so they fall victim to their own hockey culture graves they really do and and, and they can't decide what they want to be they can't decide and and it's if you just want to be your 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 niche sport it's a niche as as you might have pointed out i think you might have pointed out on twitter last night it's a niche sport a million people watch your final a million that is one third of one percent of the american population okay Let's let's just. I mean, let, I mean, and it's okay. You know, and that's not. I'm not dissing the game, but if, if that's what you want to be, then just be that. That's fine. That's fine. Just let it. But turn it into a garage league and let everybody whack each other. Whoa. I mean, I texted you a screen grab of of just an excerpt of literally hundreds of mentions from me, and all I did was actually RT the 
the player safety tweet that they were going to um, look at Wilson's hit. Okay, they, hockey play, people are they're they're nice people. They're smart people, except when it comes to crap like this. It's it's maddening. It is maddening. Sid Crosby is a great guy and and the greatest player of his generation. And there are eight year old kids right now that are playing hockey, and they are at some point could be subjected to. Illegal hits and the greatest player. You think LeBron would stay quiet about something like this? He would not. Tom Brady held. Tom Brady didn't stay quiet, and guess what? They changed the rules for him. So I, I just I, I don't know why these players can. And it's not just I don't want to. It's not just Sid. Every player that I heard today that was asked about this all said the same thing. Well, it's up to the league. You know why? The league doesn't know what it's doing. The league can't even police itself. It's your job. Stick up for yourself, young man. When you or you're going to be fifty years old. Walking around, wondering what the hell is going on in your brain. Phil Bork is talking about this right now, and yet the guys are ah, just, I mean, come on. Whether it was to me, the biggest thing is whether it was illegal or legal or borderline or whatever. Was it necessary? Was it necessary for him to hit him in that fashion? It was not. So call a penalty, do it in real time, or hit him with a suspension. To say to protect your players, it's just it's so stupid. The culture we we bitch and moan about the the culture in the NFL. The culture of hockey is ten times as dumb because these guys are on razor blades with weapons in their hands, and they still uh, yeah, well, I don't you know it's not for me to decide whether it was dirty or not. No, it is for you to decide. Stick up for yourself. My God, that's why I, hate, I mean nothing makes people as stupid as the hockey playoffs. Nothing. I, I got. I'm walking in last night. I got Paul. I got Steigerwald on the screen downstairs, and he's talking about all the guys that have egregiously attacked Penguins in the past, going back from Adam Graves up through Tom Wilson. I'm like, is this the same franchise that had Alf Samuelson and Kevin Stevens and Matt Cook on its roster? Nobody's exempt. Nobody's above the law. I'm just tired of it. I am tired of how stupid, and it happens every damn spring. Every spring last year it was Niskanen. The year before that it was Orpic. It's the same crap. It just sucks. Anyway, I feel better now. I need to, I've been waiting. When you, when you texted me and you said, hey, can you come on, I was just sort of waiting for that. So, Will, aren't you I, concerned that they're going to turn hockey into soccer, though? Guess what? They probably should because guess what? It's friggin' dangerous. And we can talk all we want about guys volunteering to do this. I had a kid, I have a, I have a kid, an eight, nine year old kid on my kid's baseball team that is a, uh, prodigy, a hockey prodigy. Do you think his parents aren't concerned about his long term health? It's a good game. You can play it without killing each other. It's possible. You know, I, I mean, the same with football. We've talked about this before when we, when we talk about the NFL, you know, they're going to look at film of this stuff. I mean, we look at film from the NHL, from the stuff that happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago. My God, I can't believe that happened. You think that's not going to happen about what's going on now? It's going to continue to evolve unless in, in, when the, the 20th anniversary of the three-peat in, in 2038 comes and 40, 50-year-old Sidney Crosby walks out in a, you know, in a wheelchair for getting dinged up so many times in his career in the NHL in having an inability to protect him. 
I do find it hard to believe that Sidney Crosby would walk out in a wheelchair, although he is well, uh, the greatest of all time. I think. I mean, he's like, I mean, and I don't want, look, I'm stressing this is not specifically about Sid. It is about the leaders in the sport, the guys that have the most at stake, the guys that have the most at stake, not even step, not even raising their hands and saying, hey, you gotta, you got to do a solid by us. Are hockey players too proud to sue the National Hockey League, Will? Uh, active hockey players or retired hockey players? Yeah, I, I, I bet you there's a. Way, I will guarantee you there's a wave of legal action coming. There should be. I'm just I'm just hoping it happens. The, Tom Wilson's Tom Wilson is a symptom of the problem. Tom Wilson's a dirtbag human being. He's laughing on the bench. That's trash. But he's a symptom. Eh, you know, that's trash. not it. The, the problem is the inconsistency in the way the sport ticks. Meets out justice. That's well, the problem. Well, without a doubt, and that's why Wilson's the symptom, though, because Wilson thinks, okay, I'm going to play the game hard, and they're not going to call anything, and that's how you beat these guys is be physical with them. That's how we had success in game two. I'm going to keep it up. And if they were to suspend guys the first time around, then maybe they think twice about doing it the next time, and the next time, and the next time. And if they don't suspend him, Mark my words, Mr. Graves. He will do it again tomorrow. Everybody that's every every parent in the world knows that there's a threshold that you kind of let your kids get away with stuff, and then it's not funny anymore. Okay, and at that point, you have to rein down. If you, and the more rope you give them, the more rope they take. They don't. I mean, do you think the next time if he's not suspended, or even if he is, I mean, actually, let me rephrase. If he's not suspended, do you think he's going to have have any? Second thoughts about making a run of the guy the next chance he gets. No, he's probably going to do it with an axe. And they will have they will have enabled him to do that by because they have not penalized him. And the league, and you look on Twitter, and Jeremy wrote a good, a clean hit. Piece it, again. Was it necessary? Could he have not just pinched? The, I mean, Zar was coming up on the boards. Could he not just I don't know have skated to the board and and ridden him off the puck in that fashion without knocking his head off? Yes, he could have. Good Lord. And it, ha- I mean, it's just, ugh, frustrating. It's just, it, because I like the game. I like to watch the game. I like to, I, I, it was a deck hockey all-star. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, you know, I, I like to, to shoot. I like to play the video game, all that stuff. And they ruin it. They are ruining it because they cannot figure out who they want to be and what they want to be. And it's just, it's, it's, if they want to create, get to the casual fan, which is what Bettman talks all about. By the way, this is the same league that, that held its players out of the Olympics because they, they were, didn't want to pay for the insurance and yet will hold its own stupid-ass World Cup and let the players play in that because they run it and they make money off of it. Yeah, but, Will, there's one thing you're forgetting. If your pubic hair is across the blue line, they will call you for offsides. <laughs> No, I mean, exactly. There was a, a Hornquist guy called, what, for a trip last night that was literally his stick might have been near Orpic's legs for about half a second. That's a penalty, and what uh, Scott, what Tom Wilson did is not. I, I'm i sorry. I'm, uh, yeah. I think people must think Sidney Crosby's got mono because so many people are talking about him maybe spitting on Kuznetsov. Two things. Crosby's not spitting on anyone. And number two... Spitting on a dude's a terrible thing, very emasculating. It's dirty as all get out. It, it, it's not me, breaking it, it, a guy's brain. True, but I mean, I would say from a personal standpoint, like 
if, if, if I haven't gotten in a fight in 20 years, probably, like if somebody spit on me, I would, I'd get my ass kicked, but I would go immediately. Oh, yeah. I get that. But also, I'd rather be spit on than be drooling yeah. for the rest of my life. Correct. Well, no, absolutely. And it's just like, you know, and the thing is, and I mentioned this on Twitter, it was a pretty interesting, interesting game. You had, the, you had the, the best player in the world score a go-ahead goal late in the second period, and then you had the best goal scorer of his generation score the winner with a minute left, and what are we talking about? With all due respect, the best goal scorer of this generation is Jake Gensel. <laughs> and it's not close. He's got about, what, 650 to go to catch Ovi, so I'm going to – I mean, Jake's a great player, especially in the playoffs, but Extra- uh, extrapolate up a little bit. Uh, that's what I'm doing, just extrapolating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I w- doesn't it bother you? I mean, doesn't it? Yeah, you're more of a fan than I am. I mean, you're more of a fan than I am. You like the Penguins. You like the game more than I do. At least that's my. I mean, doesn't this? Don't the fans care? It's, it's to me. It's sort of like the gun argument. Like the people that should be mad, the, the most angry when a guy walks in with an AR-15 and starts mowing people down. Are the people are the who gun owners. yeah who own the AR-15 to keep them locked away in the safe? Hundred percent. I literally, I, and this is a true story. When I lived in Florida, I had a roommate who was a, who who had uh, had guns, including in a, an AK forty seven. And at parties, we would br- unload it. We would bring it out and, <laughs> and play with it. Like I'm not even kidding. But he was this guy's a gun nut. He is <laughs> he is OCD about safety. And when there is something, you know, when he when this stuff goes on, it just it bothers him tremendously, and I just don't know why it's not the same in the NHL. Will, that was the best segment you've ever done on the show. Thanks, bro. Without a doubt. And there's been some good ones. I love you. Love you too. See you. Show me your ass. Will. 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 Graves of the Associated Press. He's gone. He's gone. Great stuff from Graves. Wow. We're playing that back at 620, FYI. If you missed it. Coming up next, we're going to call the NHL Department of Player Safety. I am going to bitch. Brian's going to bitch. Tom's going to bitch. And we're going to call as many times as we can before they block the number. Hell, they might have already blocked Pittsburgh. It's the Crowley Show. Is this jabroni going to get suspended? I'm serious now. We found out he's having a hearing this morning. Are they waiting until all the big-time radio hosts are off the air? Is that what they're waiting for? Wait until 7 o'clock, announce it, sweep it under the rug? Spoiler alert. I will never allow this to be swept under the rug. You know what? Let's call the NHL. I don't know what numbers we can find for him, but whatever number we can find, I don't care if it's the TV department, I don't care if it's NHL Network Radio, I don't care if it's customer service, ticket reps, I don't care if it is the Jersey department, whatever number you find, Tom, call him. You call him up, and I'm going to speak to George Peros. I will navigate my way through their labyrinth of BS and talk to George Peros. I guarantee you they're probably... All live playoff games oh, will here be we go. locked out in the United Ooh. States. 
full-length replay. I bet you they're doing it. Forty-eight hours after the hearing right now. The broadcast. I bet you it's hearing. It's happening right now, and I bet you they're laughing over a beer. George Peros and Tom Wilson. Is this NHL TV? Is that what we call? Your call may be monitored TV for support. quality and training. They're going to monitor the call. For technical support, please press 1. For assistance logging into your NHL.tv account, please press 2. I think we should probably try technical support. You're calling because you're currently blacked out of the game. Can you hit that? Please press 3. That's good technical support. What do you think, Tom? Hit 1 there. Billing questions, please press 5. I don't want to press 5. I don't want to pay. They're not billing questions. Yeah, press 1. For technical support, please press 1. Would you press 1, Tom? Since logging into your NHL.tv account, please press 2. This is typical of the NHL, giving us the runaround. You hit 1, doesn't even do anything. Until now. When it might. I want to talk to technical support. I want to, I want to worm my way through the labyrinth of the National Hunt. Please press one. Oh! We'll call him back in a bit. (laughs) So typical NHL. Speaking of bits, that one failed. That was a horrible failure. Screw you, NHL. Yep. Tom had no problem talking to Andy when he tried it off the air. And now Andy cannot be found. Damn you, Andy. What happened to Andy? Did Tom Wilson bury him? He's in a body bag somewhere. Getting his jaw wired shut right now. Can't answer the phone. Let's do the five-minute major while we wait for this guy. While Tom figures out the phone line. It's time to get pucked up with some of the best damn hockey talk on the planet. You go to the box, you know, uh, you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. This is the five-minute major with Adam Crowley. There is a notion that things would be different if Ryan Reeves was on the Penguins roster, that he would be a deterrent, that... Tom Wilson wouldn't be running around like a jagoff, and there are a couple of flaws there. Number one, Ryan Reeves wouldn't be playing in the playoffs right now. He would be a healthy scratch. That was the, one of the reasons why he was traded. Jim Rutherford just said that in The Athletic the other day. Number two, Jamie Alexiak is a badass. Jamie Alexiak is a fighter. Jamie Alexiak is a big dude, and Jamie Alexiak wanted to fight Tom Wilson last night. Challenged him to a brawl. And Tom Wilson skated away. Alexiak, again, challenged him to a fight. And what's Tom Wilson do? He skates away. Tom Wilson's a chicken bleep. Tom Wilson doesn't want to fight. He wants to maim people. So just having Ryan Reeves on the roster is not going to make him afraid of anyone because he's not going to fight him. Uh, Sure, maybe Reeves could line him up, but Tom Wilson ain't scared of that. Tom Wilson's bigger than almost everybody. It wasn't going to be a deterrent. That's one of the reasons why he got moved. It didn't work the entire time he was here. Move the frig on. I realize Broussard has not been great in the playoffs, but you'd still rather have him than Ryan Reeves, and he was part of the Reeves deal. You needed Broussard when Malkin was out. You need Broussard if it happens again. Broussard's line has been creating chances. Eventually, the dam's going to break. You need that guy. Ryan Reeves will be a healthy scratch right now. Give it a rest with that guy. Speaking of chicken bleep moves, Tom Wilson, the big tough guy who's dodging fights from Jamie Alexiak and who's running peeps left and right, that guy wouldn't talk to the media after the game yesterday. Capitals PR hit him. 
He himself hid like a little baby back bitch. And I have no respect for people who are not accountable. Zero respect. And it's not about the media. It's about the fans. And it's about owning it as a man. Tom Wilson acts tough. Tom Wilson's the guy who in high school says, oh, I'll beat you up. And then you meet him at the flagpole and he doesn't show up. Tom Wilson's the guy who says, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. And then he's the guy getting stuffed in a locker. Tom Wilson's a chicken bleep. Tom Wilson can't answer for his own atrocities. Baby. Matt Murray's got to be better. Simply put, he's got to play at a higher level than he's playing right now. He's got to stop that third goal. And you will not find a Murray defender who goes at it harder than I will. But, yo, he's got to stop that third goal. It can't happen. He says he was screened. It was a fly-by screen. He picked it up in enough time to be able to get a pat on it. If you get a pat on it, you got to keep it out of the net. You just have to. He also wasn't great on the Connolly breakaway. It went right through his pad. Not good enough. Brayden Holpe's outplayed him. Holpe's got a 913 save percentage. Murray's got an 897. Now, Murray was fabulous in game one of the series. I think he might have been the best player on the Penguins, but he's got to make the key save in the key moment, and he did not do that yesterday. Did not do that in game two. He is being left out to dry. Doc said on the broadcast yesterday that the Penguins gave up over the first three games 17 odd man rushes. 17! They gave four two-on-ones to the Capitals in the last ten minutes of period three. 17 odd man rushes should not be given up over the course of a playoff run. Forget three games in one playoff series. So while Murray does need to be better... He's also not getting much help in front of him at times. I think the Penguins' defense has been great in their own zone. But they've been terrible at their own blue line, the offensive blue line. Turnovers left and right, bad pinches, not winning puck battles. That's where the problems come. Connolly scored on a breakaway. Ovechkin twice on two-on-ones. Kuznetsov on a two-on-one. He's been left out to dry. Woof! Awful decision-making by the defense. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Let's go to Joe and Plum next up on the show. Hello, Joe. Hey, Adam. How you doing? Good, buddy. What's up? Yeah, I was. I was. I was kind of wondering uh, why was it there? Why is it when we do something wrong, like cross checking or or whatever, we get we get we get in trouble? But if if uh, like if uh, a veteran does it to us. They don't get in trouble. Yeah, and thanks for the call, Joe. I'll say this. The league's inconsistent as all get out. That's what it is. I don't necessarily agree that they only call the Penguins for things and don't call Washington for things. In fact, they called just about everything yesterday other than the two key moments that they should have called. The trip at the end of the game, which led to a goal, and the hit on Zach Aston Reese where his face exploded. Uh, those are the only two things they didn't call. They were calling all kinds of other stick violations. All kind of nonsense was being called. I don't think it so much has to do with one team getting preferential treatment over the other. It's just you got to make the right calls. You've got to call the key moments. And if you're the Department of Player Safety, you've got to be consistent. And they're just not. Here's what I think is going to happen with Tom Wilson. He's either not going to get suspended at all, or he's going to get suspended for the series. 
because he is a repeat offender. If George Peros deems this worthy of being suspendable, then as a repeat offender, he's going to have to get punished for more than just the one game. If he doesn't think it's suspendable, then obviously he's not going to be suspended. But there's no way this should be just a one-game suspension. Tom Wilson got suspended for two games in the preseason. He got suspended four games at the beginning of the regular season. And if it's his third strike, his third freaking violation, that means it should be more than four games. It means it should be the playoff series. Which I think we can all agree means that it's probably just going to be one game, right? Rhyme and Reason tells you he should be punished more, but the NHL does not believe in rhyme or reason. How about Jake Gensel? Anytime I talk about him, I just want to unzip my fly a little bit. This guy plays bigger than he is. He crushed Tom Wilson, and it probably should have been a penalty yesterday. I think the referees let him do it because he's five foot ten and Tom Wilson's a tree. But he doesn't play scared. Jake Gensel has a great shot. He's a great finisher. He's also awesome around the net. He's not afraid to go into the corners. And Sidney Crosby alluded to this in the last series. Jake Gensel scoring isn't just because he's great in front of the net. It's not just because of the great hands. It's because he plays a good, solid 200-foot hockey game. His assist yesterday made my pants sticky. That was nasty. I don't know how Niskanen gets away with leaving Sidney Crosby wide open in the slot, but the setup was filth. I know people say that the Penguins are a one-line team, and that's true. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. But the one line that they've got has been damn good. If that line can continue the production and Malkin could chip in, or Kessel could chip in, woof, or anybody else on the roster, they'll be fine. I do imagine that they will be. They're going to give Washington everything they can handle in Game 4. I think we're going to see the best the Penguins have played all playoffs long. They tend to rise to the occasion in these big moments, but it doesn't guarantee anything because the other team could play well too. Referees, goaltenders, puck bounces. It's a weird sport. Coming up next, Barry Trotz reminds me of another Pittsburgh villain. It's the Crowley Show.